This is Senior Talk, presented by Heartfelt Care at Home on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 AM, and 92.5 FM. Here is your host, Greg Koopman. Good morning and welcome to Senior Talk presented by Heartfelt Care at Home, a Total Care Connections family company right here and only on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 AM and 92.5 FM. I'm Greg Koopman, your host for Senior Talk, founder of Heartfelt Care at Home, Colorado Springs' most trusted senior in-home care provider. Be sure to visit us online today at heartfeltcareathome.com. Joining us in the studio today, first-time guest, our friend Deb Walker, Director of Strategic Partnerships with the Independence Center. Deb, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. You know, we have a ton of information to cover today, and I'm excited because we've never uh, spread the word about the Independence Center here on Senior Talk. And we've been doing this 10 years. I'm going, why haven't we had you on? But uh, we're glad to have you here. Uh, Before we dive in... Let's take a few moments, share with our listeners a little bit about your background and and what sparked that passion and and led you to doing what it is you do today. Sure. Um, So as you said, I'm the Director of Strategic Partnerships at the Independence Center. I've been in this role about two years now, and it's really exciting. I'm privileged to do a lot of the... um, know, the outward facing work of the organization. So I get to lead our advocacy efforts, which is near and dear to my heart. A lot of community partnerships out having conversations in the world about how the Independence Center can can work with other nonprofits and businesses and certainly our government entities um, in new and exciting ways. Um, and I also, you know, get to lead the team who's the first point of contact at our agency. So when you call or walk in the door, um, I get to be a part of that team too. So it's really exciting. Um, my background is in nonprofit management. I was the executive director of a small nonprofit organization for about six years before coming to the Independence Center. So central to, to me and my motivation is always being super mission centered and making sure that the most marginalized people in our community um, have voice and have the services that um, really help them live full lives. I love it. And we were talking before the show here today, you know, it's amazing. Uh, uh, people who are drawn to nonprofits tend to, to stay in nonprofits. But I mean, really, Colorado Springs and El Paso County is blessed with so many different nonprofits that cover so many different missions. And it's just, it's wonderful to see and, and wonderful to highlight here as we uh, we bring the faces of organizations behind the scenes on the radio where yeah, you don't get and- to see us. But We're so privileged to be here and and grateful for that. So thank you. Absolutely. So the Independence Center, what what is the Independence Center? So what first I'm going to say is what we are not. Okay, excellent. Because we get, there's a lot of confusion that our name sometimes elicits. Um, We are a center for independent living, and I'll talk about what that means in a second. But what we are not is an assisted living center. And some people, you know, generally our name can, can suggest that. Um, so what we are is a, pace, a place for people um, with disabilities to come and access lots of different resources, information, and receive the support they need. Our goal is to make sure that people with disabilities can live as equals and as independently as possible, um, whatever that means for them. Excellent. So we empower people with disabilities. All right. Now, is it, uh, is it uh, children, adults, everybody? Everybody. Um, if you self-identify as having a disability, then um, you can access our resources in our, at our Center for Independent Living. 
Fantastic. I am uh, looking forward to diving in here. Uh, my, my wife's a teacher and she recently, a couple of years ago, uh, started um, uh, with special education. Yeah. So it, it's a whole uh, different uh, way to serve. And, and I'm excited to learn more about the Absolutely. Independence Center. Uh, so the the mission, the vision, uh, the the heart of pretty much any nonprofit. You know, what is the the mission and the vision for the Independence Center? So we are the home of civil rights um, in our community for people with disabilities. So again, central to what we do is empower people, give them the tools that they need to live independently, and um, we're an advocacy organization at our core. Um, Our vision is to really redefine disability. We are working to create a world where everyone is known, valued, and included. And that is our big, hairy, audacious goal. It's going to take us out for the next couple decades. But we envision a community where everybody, irrespective of their ability, can fully access everything in our community. I love it. And I, I, I want to know how, how it all started. I mean, here in Colorado mm. Springs, um, the impact that you've had, uh, I, I've seen firsthand. But tell us, I mean, how did it start? Sure. So um, we're about 35 years old. So back in 1987, um, our founder's name is Vicki Skoog, and she was a person who has quadriplegia. And what she found is that she was really having a hard time staying in her home and getting the care that she needed so she didn't have to be institutionalized. Yeah. Um, so is, you know, the disability movement has a long and rich history. And I would encourage everyone listening to do a little, a little bit of research and Googling and maybe watch a few videos. But it's, you know, amazing. So Vicki is part of that movement. Um, she started her home health care agency. She said, well, if I can't find the services I need, I'm going to create a space where people with disabilities really I'm going to get what I I'm need. I'm going to do. Right? I'm going to do it. So, um, so we started as a home care agency, okay. and then um, in the mid '90s, um, the Independent Center was designated of one of the nine centers for independent living in the state of Colorado. It's like an official designation. Um, but what that means is that we provide five core services, um, and we are the place in our region um, that does that. We are the center for independent living. Um, and what we do because of that is uh, self-advocacy. Um, we do some organizing. There's legislative efforts. Um, and we have five core services that we provide um, that we can talk about a little bit later. Um Anyway, and then moving forward, you know, over the years, we've really grown. Now we have a veteran in charge program, which is veteran directed care. Um, So we keep expanding um, past the the, the skeletal requirement of what we need to do as a center for independent living um, to make sure that people's needs are being met. I love it. And and how how has the Colorado Springs community embraced what you all are doing? Yeah, really well, Um, really well. You know, we're always looking for ways where we can do what we do better and, you know, acknowledge one of the things I love about our organization is that we're so intentional and thoughtful around meeting the needs of people with disabilities today. So we're always evaluating the programs that we're offering, seeing if there's something different to fill a gap in the community. Um, but we we try our best. You know, one of the things I take very seriously is that if it's, you know, if there's a need for a service that we don't provide, that we are excellent at referring out and understanding what is available in the community and being able to do a warm handoff um, to to folks with needs. 
um, and not just saying, sorry, we can't help you. I, I love it. And, that, and that's the difference between a true service and, and people here to to serve um, versus being a resource. You Absolutely. Know? And, and to be that resource and to see it through, even if it's something you can't assist with. Yeah. Well, and, you know, in, in my role, um, this position was created and I'm the first person to have it. Um, but there really was this acknowledgement that, like, let's do partnerships better. Yeah. We don't have to reinvent the wheel, um, you know, but we do need to have really good relationships with other agencies um, to be able to make sure that we are um supporting people, you know, wrapping them around with services um, that they need. And we don't necessarily have to provide every single one of those, but um, that those resources are important. I love it. We have Deb Walker, Director of Strategic Partnerships with the Independent Center here on the show here today. Deb, let's get your contact information out a couple times during today's show. So listeners who want to find out more about you and the team and the services over at the Independent Center, uh, how do we get in touch? Sure. Um, the the easiest way, if you're on the internet, is to go to our website, which is theindependencecenter.org. Um, it should pop up pretty easily. Um, you're also welcome to call our, our main office directly, and we'll get you where you need to be. Um, that phone number is 719-471-8181. So those are the two best ways. Excellent. Now, uh, you're designated as the a-, a Center for Independent Living, which means you have five core services. Let's dive in. Let's talk about some of these services. But w- what are these core services that you offer? Sure. Um, I'm about to say a lot because there's so much that we're excited about. Um, So our five core services, the first is um, information and referral services. So um, we are committed that if you call us, we can either help you ourselves and um, give you information, do an intake, and you become, um, we call them consumers in um, the disability rights movement, um, or we're going to refer you out to the place that um, can hopefully help you. Um, Another thing that we are committed to doing as a Center for Independent Living is transition services. You know, the the history of disability rights movement um, really comes out of people with disabilities being institutionalized, right? Society many years ago didn't know what to do with people, and so they would put them in a nursing facility or some other institution and... um, they weren't able to lead, you know, their most full lives. So we are committed to helping people if they want to, if there's an interest and an ability to to move back into their homes and to live independently. So we do transition services. Um, another service, another one of our core services is um, peer support. We have a handful of peer support groups um, that meet regularly. There's a traumatic brain injury group. There's, um, we have mindfulness and meditation, there's gardening. I mean, there's any number. We do Tai Chi. Um, So those are really opportunities for people with disabilities to come together and um, provide support for each other. Um, We can talk about advocacy in a little bit, but that is central to what we do, and it is a core service of ours. Um, and the last thing we is uh, part of our core services is our skills classes. So we have a wonderful um, staff member, Edgar, and I think he has up to 30 classes that he can teach. Um, he has curriculum for, and it's everything from cooking classes to budgeting. I mean, it runs the gamut, but it's really, he is empowering people and equipping them with the tools that they need to live independently. 
So those are our five core services. Um, we have other things that we do as part of our, um, as being a SIL, a Center for Independent Living, that's above and beyond that. And I'm happy to talk about those too. Absolutely. And we're going to dive into to some of these other programs also. And I know we, we, we touched on it briefly earlier, but you know, you're, the population you serve, you know, who, who do you serve? Who, who's eligible to receive your services? Right. right. Um, so it's a little bit different um, from our home health department um, than it is the Center for Independent Living. Um, as the Center for Independent Living, all you have to do is self-identify as okay. a person with a disability. And the big buckets, really, of... Um, you don't have to worry about the red tape there. Uh, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, if you self-identify as needing yes. assistance with this, yes. you qualify. Yes. And that's wonderful. No documentation because- required. No doctor's note. Um, yeah, it's really um, a very low bar for access, which is what Excellent. we want. Um, so we we help people with physical disabilities. Um, we help people with cognitive disabilities, um, behavioral health disabilities. Um, and we have a whole department that um, helps people who have blindness or low vision. And also another, we have one specialist who is deaf herself, who works with the deaf and hard of hearing community. And again, all ages, it doesn't matter. Um, but that's, those are sort of the, the big, the big buckets of population that we deal with. Excellent. And we're going to dive into, you know, um, you know, specifically like the home health program and, and things like this, but, um, as far as your general services or those core services, is it limited by area? I mean, anybody who lives in El Paso County is eligible or mm-hmm. can I travel here to receive services? Sure. So one of the fun things we have, we have outreach specialists. Okay. Um, and they go out into some of our more rural areas. Um, we have a, a staff member who goes out to Lyman pretty regularly and another one who goes up to Cripple Creek and is in Teller and Park Counties. Um, doing um, the, you know, so people don't have to come down to Colorado Springs. But our geographic area is vast. I encourage listeners to go and look at, we have a map on the website that'll just really, it impresses me at least. I think it'll impress other people. But we serve a total of 23 counties in Southern Colorado. Um, Mostly that's happening in El Paso Park, Teller and Lincoln counties, um, where we offer the full suite of our home health, independent living, and veteran in charge services. Um, and then a lot of the rest of those 23 counties have some combination of, of those core services. Excellent. That's theindependentcenter.org to it. find that map That's and it. the list of services. Let's get that phone number out again, Deb. Sure. It's 719-471-8181. All right, I want to shift gears. I, I alluded to it a little bit earlier, but your home health program, it's its unique, uh, and I want to learn a little bit about it. So tell us about the home health program. Sure. It's, um, as I mentioned, that is our origin story, right? We yeah. started as a home health um, agency. And really, we are helping people, friends or family members, um, who are caregiving for um, a loved one um, who have some sort of disability. And really, they're helping people stay in their home. So that happens through Medicaid. Um, and you should call to you know get connected with our team of people who can give you like the details that will make your eyes glaze over. But <laughs> lots of these um, people um, utilize Medicaid, and there's certain waivers that that make them eligible for these services. But at the core of it, we are really excited. We have more than 200 people who um, are being served in their homes that are able to stay in their homes 
because a friend or family member is um, being paid to to give them care. And so they're in a place they feel comfortable, and it's usually a loved one who is is providing that care and and being paid some money to do that. And you know, I, I've asked over the past couple of years, you know, how were, were services impacted, you know, for our guests over the past couple of years with COVID. And I imagine when you're in a scenario where you have a family member or a loved one as your caregiver, um, it set you up for success far more than, you know, a professional type setting where you have, um, you know, not a family member taking care of you. Sure. Yeah, we're we're fortunate that um, the vast majority of folks who utilize our home health um, services are being cared for by a friend or family member because you're right, they didn't miss a beat. Things like being exposed to COVID from the outside world were um, less of a consideration. I mean, it's been a brutal few years, yeah, just no, to be clear. And, and not, um, not to undermine it. It's, it's yeah, because they fall under, you know, everybody <laughs> in that program certainly falls under a lot of the, you know, health department. Sure. requirements that were it was a moving target. Um, so that team had to stay really nimble, but we were really proud that everybody continued to be cared for um, during the height of the pandemic. You know, the other thing that I would say about COVID, since we're, you know, talking about since it. Since we're talking about <laughs> it, uh, we, we try to do it more in the past sense now, yeah, which is good. But, you know, people with disabilities have lived in isolation, by and large, yeah. for a very long time. And so COVID provided this real opportunity for people to understand just a little bit about what social isolation looks like and feels like. And, you know, people with disabilities sort of commented like, yeah, this has been my life for a long time. So, um, so I would just encourage everyone who's listening to think about um, how isolated we all felt during COVID. And that is the lives of many people with disabilities. And, you know, our work is central to, you know, trying to make sure that we reduce that social isolation and um, that people are in the community. But um, Great great recommendation and, and a humbling exercise to, to do to, to put things into perspective for sure. Now, um, we talked eligibility. Uh, the Medicaid program through the state of Colorado is, is what makes uh, the, the financial component happen. Um, are there any other eligibility requirements for your home health program? You know, th- this gets into the realm of lots of tedious, detailed stuff. Give us a call Give and us a we call. can walk yeah, you through the process. Yeah, we have a great <laughs> team of folks who um, can understand whether or not um, you would be a good fit for that program. Spoken like a true leader to say, you know what, I have a great team that can walk you through that process. Just give us a call. Uh, now, uh, you know, how can family caregivers become part of this? Same thing. Again, you know? just contact the IC. You know, there's so many nuances of everybody's case being a little bit different. Um, so we love to talk to people on the phone to see if they're a good fit for this. All right. Phone number. Let's get it out again. Oh, yeah. It's 719 all right. Let's switch gears here. Um, I want to talk about advocacy. Let's talk yes. about the advocacy services. I know uh, it's a, a, a broad word, but there is so much that falls into it, and it's such a big need. Tell us about the advocacy services of the Independent Center. It's my favorite topic um, because I am privileged enough to lead that effort at the agency. Um, you know, it's really important to understand that advocacy is in the DNA of disability rights and why we exist. And so what um, is really important, there's sort of two two big buckets of advocacy, so to speak. Um, There's self-advocacy. So first and foremost, it is essential that everyone who walks through our doors um, 
gains the tools that they need to advocate for themselves. And so maybe that's, you know, having a conversation with a boss about how to get um, an accommodation at work. Or maybe that's, you know, if you're at the grocery store and need to advocate for something, um, you know, it, it runs the gamut. But it's really important that um, people with disabilities advocating for themselves um, is the foundation of what we do. And then there's systems advocacy, because unless we change big systems and laws that um, really are the barriers to living more independently, um, we're not going to get anywhere. So we have an advocacy specialist on staff. Um, we have a lobbyist in Denver. And so every um, you know legislative session, we are looking at laws. We are supporting. We are um, supporting really good bills um, that will help people. We are speaking out against bills that will um, harm people with disabilities. And also, we're at a lot of local meetings. You know, some of our priorities are making sure that we have a transit system that works for everybody. That is not the case right now. Um, and people with disabilities are often um, transit dependent. They depend on our public buses and other transit systems um, to get to the appointments they need to go to. So we want that to look better in our community. Um, the other thing is, you know, accessible and affordable housing. Mm -hmm. That's a big um, community conversation, but we are the voice at the table talking about accessibility. Because even if there's an affordable unit, if it's at the top of stairs and, you know, you use a wheelchair, um, you don't, that's not going to be helpful. So um, we are part of those conversations in this community, making sure that people with disabilities are really considered and remembered as part of our policy um, conversations. I love it. And in the advocacy piece, you know, it sounds like a lot of, you know, um, proactive or future thinking ways to, to serve the population and needs. Um, is there also a component for, for, I guess, reactive advocacy? So if I'm an individual with a uh, uh, disabilities, and uh, I've been in a scenario that's that's not treating me the way that I deserve to be treated. Do I call you, and yes. you can assist navigating, uh, making it right? Yes, absolutely. You know, our our goal is to always empower a person to do that on their own, but we absolutely will walk alongside of a person um, while they are advocating. You know, and then our job too is to figure out whether this is like a one-off situation or whether there's a systems problem that really needs addressed. Yeah. So um, it's, I love the advocacy work that we do so much because we want feel, people to feel confident and empowered and, and actually know their rights. Well, that's and to have the, the, the resources, like, the educational piece. Yes. I mean, that's the, the component where maybe we don't know yeah. what steps to take or the process to follow or who to talk to or how to talk to. Um, and it sounds like you put those tools on the tool belt. Absolutely. Well, and you spoke of your wife who works in education, yep. right? That's a space where you see that so often is people needing to advocate for their children. Um, so we love to be a part of those conversations and make sure people are being taken care of and that their rights are not being violated, frankly. Fantastic. Now, Independent Center also has programs designed uh, to assist veterans. Take some time. Tell us about your veterans program. Sure. Um, this is called uh, Veteran Directed Care, and it's really similar to our home health. Um, but what in, in this case, you know, it's administered through the VA. Um, so you, you would go to the VA to see if you're eligible for Veteran Directed Care. Um, it's worth noting that you don't have to have a service-related injury. So if your disability um, has nothing to do with your service, you're still eligible as long as you are a veteran okay. and connected with the VA. Um, but um, what that enables us to do is help veterans, um, you know, they, they are... they 
create their own, um, you know, they have agency. Um, so they can get help with assistive devices, meal delivery, uh, transportation, again, in-home care, um, homemaking services, home modifications. So it's really exciting to see veterans really controlling their own fate as it relates to the support that they need to stay in their homes as long as they possibly can um, independently. And if we want to find out more information about uh, the advocacy services, the veteran-directed care, how do we get in touch with you and the team at the Independence Center? I mean, I would go to theindependentcenter.org. Wonderful. Online is the easiest way to do it, and uh, you can do it in the middle of the night if you uh, if you don't sleep well. Uh, we're, we start to run a little low on time Uh-oh. here, but uh, it goes by quick. But I, I want to talk about... Um, the future, especially yes. with the director of strategic partnerships. Yes. Right? Uh, what What do you have planned for the future for the Independence Center? Um, well, again, I mentioned our, our big, hairy, audacious goal is to make sure that everybody is known, valued and included in our community. So our um, our eyes are on that. You know, but um, more specifically, you know, we have an aging population. Yep. Um, in our community. We have a large military population. And so we anticipate that we will see an increasing need um, to help people live independently moving forward. So we're, we're really attuned to that. And um, it's important for us to create a community, uh, Colorado Springs and El Paso County, uh, 23 other counties, um, you know, where where there's as few barriers as possible to that. I love it. And do you see the needs changing? I mean, obviously the the population is aging, but are you seeing different needs as well as time goes on? You know, um, some of those core needs always stay the same. Sure. Um, you know, what is interesting about the landscape, I'll take our, we've paused our employment program. We used to do employment services, okay. for yep. example, but we really recognize that other agencies were doing a very good job of that. And so where we were unique and are unique is helping in the accommodation process. So we're trying to be really smart with our resources and um, in making sure that that we are meeting the needs of what the community needs in the, in the moment. So we're always looking at that landscape. Um, but we know that people with disabilities um, have always been a part of our world. You know, it, it's, it's true and wise that um, – you know, our former CEO used to remind us all the time that um, the disability community is a little bit unique because it is a population that any one of us could join in any moment. Yep. And um, as we age, that um, we most likely will join that uh, population. So um, we need to be very proactive and making sure that people with disabilities are supported and that they're valuable, productive members of our community and um, that the structures we have in place are not the barriers to full participation. Fantastic. What's the biggest takeaway you want to leave our listeners with today? Um. Yeah, I would just ponder probably what I just said. I was going to say, you just answered you know, my question before um, I asked it. You know, <laughs> we're going to all be there one day. Yep. And so this isn't, um, this isn't a, I don't like the word cause, but, you know, this isn't an issue that affects other people, yeah. right? This affects every single one of us so directly, or at least it will at some point. Um, so it's it's a valuable mission and to, to help people understand that people with disabilities, you know, um, really are part of the full diversity of who we are and what makes our community magical and have so much to offer um, in all the ways in our, in our community. 
Deb Walker, Director of Strategic Partnerships with the Independent Center. I can't thank you enough for uh, joining us today. Before we go, let's get your contact information out one more time. Okay. um, Again, theindependencecenter.org. But if you prefer the phone, um, old-fashioned, you can call (laughs) 719-471-8181. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Before we go, I want to remind listeners you can find out more information about Heartfelt Care at Home online at heartfeltcareathome.com or by giving us a call at 719-362-0094. Again, that's 719-362-0094. Be sure to join us next Sunday and every Sunday at 8 a.m. and now Saturdays at 10.30 a.m. right here and only on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 12.40 a.m., 92.5 FM, and krdo.com for another edition of Senior Talk presented by Heartfelt Care at Home, a total care connections family company.